Why, Joe? Why, Joe? Why do we not look back in anger? Because it's game by game. Game by game. We, we game by game. Wait a minute. I've got another one. I've got another one. We're not, we're not getting angry about about uh, about Wednesday night. Let's look. Next one. Next one. Next one. Go on. Joe, why is that? Why why is that? Because Europe is very much still achievable. And correct, a, correct. Yeah. He's two for two. He's two for two. Yeah, let's see. Let's see if you can make it three for three. One Come second. On. One second. Here we go. Here we go. Why is that? Why is that, Joe? Why is that, Joe? Just for three for it, three? Because it's an incredible song. Correct! It's just a great <laughs> song! It's just a great song! Three for three! He has started on fire! Welcome to episode 167. That is 167. It is the ENS Wolves podcast. Joe, you've been doing quizzes for about a year now. You lose to every single person that you're yep. in. But in our own little mini quiz, you are three for three, 100%. We did not, I didn't give you the answers beforehand. You've gone on there. We had a two minute brief chat, um, which is uh, loosely labeled research before the podcast. I <laughs> uh, didn't mention this at all. And you have slammed it. You have slammed this quiz. I, I'm, I'm very, very impressed. It, um, it bodes very well for the next 45, 50, 55 minutes or so. Joe Edwards, how the hell are you? I'm, I'm pretty good after that, actually. Yeah, um, you're feeling good, aren't you? feeling yeah, good. Those endorphins the, are flowing, uh, aren't they? A bit of, bit of Britney to, uh, to rise oh. the spirits, yeah, yeah. Loving you that. You cannot beat a bit of Britney Spears. I tell you what, and I don't care what anyone says. And people question my music taste. Any, There's not a bad Britney song. You know, there's very, very few songs that you don't know the words or the lyrics to Britney. And the people who say, I, I've got I've got no interest, they know the lyrics. Don't, don't get oh, me wrong, yeah. they know the lyrics. Britney Spears was ahead of her time. Fantastic, fantastic tunes. You don't like, you don't get it anymore, mate. No, not, not like that. Not, no. It may be able one more time. I mean, you can pretend you don't like it, which I initially did when, when it came on. But then it just kind of takes out of you oh, and you have to accept it that, it, that it is a brilliant piece of music. It, if, it really um, if, you're dri- if you're driving back from Burnley at, uh, at midnight and yeah. you know, you've, just, you've just gone, you've, you've stopped off at the services and you've been doing editing and you've been doing writing um, and you know, you're cold, uh, you're fed up, you're angry, you're pissed off and you just want to get into your bed, you want to forget what's happened in that, that, that last minute and a half. And Britney Spears comes on the radio. You're not yeah. turning that off yet. You're cranking no. it up. You're cranking it up because it's going to get you home. It's going to be your caffeine for the rest of the journey. Well, I was... I don't know about you. Did you get stuck in that one lane shindy on the M6 on the way back? Yeah, I created it, mate, by going pace. <laughs> and, then, and then there was some sort of, some sort of accident. Absolute pace. It, it was... No, I didn't, mate. I was, I was, I was loving... I was, I, was sat, I was sat in the toilets outside Blackburn Services trying to, trying to on the floor trying to get a plug... Um, to, oh, to yes. charge my laptop to edit our two-shot video for the peeps. The glamour of journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, I know that feeling. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, did you get stuck, oh, did you? It was just like... 
in between junction 15 and 14 goes mm. down to one lane it's supposed to be 50 but some absolute turnip um, a couple of cars in front was driving at 30 oh you can't do that that's definitely not me driving driving under the speed limit driving at 30 in a 50 ah oh, I can't do that it, I don't, I don't, I don't get it until quarter to one. Oh, mate it was a shocker man Absolutely oh, that's a stinker. Shocker. And it was a shocker. Everything was yeah. looking so good, wasn't it? I mean, we, 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 we should, we could, we would have been uh, sat here really celebrating pretty much guaranteed Europa League football with, yeah. with still the prospect of, of, of a little glimmer of Champions League football. And yet, you know, I don't want to get too, too down in the dumps. And, you know, we've, um, it's been, what, 48, 72 hours now since... Uh, since yeah. that last gasp goal, and so you know, looking at things on on a more positive light, but it, it is it is frustrating. But I guess Wolves wouldn't be Wolves without without a wobble and a you know, put your feet up and relax. It, it's going to go down to the wire, Joe. It was disappointing, obviously, at Burnley, but the boys have got they've got to pick themselves up, dust themselves down, and really concentrate on these last two games. Yeah, I just had a chat with uh, with our mate Bully on on the phone and ah, quite nice the ballmeister, he kind of um, put things into perspective. Really, just he, he's still very positive, and you know, just looking at the position Wolves are in, he, he said, you know, we're, we're really downhearted after a draw at Burnley and being six in the table, and it, it does really kind of make you put things into perspective. He, he also said that Wolves have picked up, uh, well, well, have dropped points that they shouldn't have, but but that is football. It's not always going to be perfect. Yeah, if you win all uh, your games that you should have won, then everybody will be playing Champions League football. Yeah, you know. Exactly. So Wolves are in in control of their own destiny with two games to go. Yes, Chelsea will be difficult, but the thing that you've got to look at, which bodes well, especially going into Palace on Monday, is when the chips are down and when. That they've had a setback, they do tend to respond quite emphatically. So, fingers crossed that uh, that trend continues. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean that Jimenez goal. I mean, and it was freezing at Burnley. It, it was a pretty <laughs> was, miserable, miserable time to be sat in the stands. Or quite, it was so cold. <laughs> it was so cold, and you just needed a goal like that just to just to get everybody going. And all of a sudden, like, oh, hello, hello, this is this is on this, and and then, you know. I don't. I don't want to go over the, this this decision because it is a. I think it is a bit of a joke decision, and I do feel that um, other teams would not have been given that against them. Yes. Uh, VAR would not have overturned it, but had had Mike Dean um, had Mike Dean said no goal, and I'm sorry, um, you know, no penalty. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have under- overturned it either. So no. you know, it was basically it was basically an on the pitch call. But what I would say is that seconds before that, I, I can't I can't remember who who missed. Was it Vidra? Was it? Or it was Wood. It was Wood. It was missed wood, yeah. an absolute. I mean, it was harder. It was harder to miss than score. So really, if you look at it, Wolf should have drawn that game anyway because that was an absolute howl of a miss. So we can look at the VAR and we can look at the penalty decision all we want. You know, the Wolves could quite easily have had not had that penalty decision and, and drawn that game. So it is what it is, Joe. Like you say, it's a matter of now bouncing back. Palace have obviously had 24 hours less to prepare for this game, with the game being albeit on Monday nights. So they've, they've got enough. They've got enough enough time. But I think Palace have lost the last six in a row. Yes. Uh, it could not be a better game for Wolves to to go into to get that win. Uh, we'll, we'll go into uh, the European. Well, let's let's go into the let's go into the 
the conundrums now as it stands. Yeah, Jeff. come on. Um, so so wolves wolves at this moment in time sixth spot. Like you say, it's in their own hands. It's in the destiny's in their own hands. Champions League is gone, gone, gone. Just don't worry about it. Gone. Okay. Um, well, obviously, it, it, Manchester yeah. Manchester City um, Manchester City's points situation it doesn't matter because they're, they're in Champions League football and that um, that that ban got overturned, which we all kind of expected. Um, so six, fifth, so fifth, sixth, and I'm saying seventh is definitely Europa. I mean, I know it's not because if Arsenal finish sixth and they win the FA Cup, then seventh does not get a spot. However. It's not going to happen. It just isn't going to happen. There's too many good teams in the FA Cup semi-finals and finals. I expect all three of them. That's why Arsenal are fourteen to one in a four-horse race. So I'm not even going to mention that at this moment in time. I'm going to say seventh. I'm going to take that seventh is going to be a Europa League spot, if that makes sense. Yes. So 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 Man United, Man United, thirty-six point sixty-two. They're in fifth. Let's let's leave the top five. So it's a race for sixth and seventh. Now there's four teams who can get those two spots. Wolves. Played 36, points 56. Tottenham played 36, points 55. Sheffield United, thank you Leicester by the way, needed that. Points 36, um, played 36, points 54. And Arsenal, 53 points from 36 games. So so one point, Wolves are one point ahead of Spurs, two points ahead of United. Sheffield United, three points ahead of Arsenal. Now the problem Wolves have got, and yes is in their own hands, is... Wolves have probably got the hardest of the of the two games um, out of all the other three chasing the chasing pack. Um, of course, the Palace game is decent on paper, but Chelsea is by far the hardest fixture that any of these clubs have got. Now they've got this points cushion, Joe. Um, at this moment in time, I'll give you Spur- I'll give you Spurs' fixtures first because they're a point behind Wolves. Spurs have got Leicester at home. Not easy, but they're at home. And I think they're just about to find their mojo. Son and Kane linking up. And then they finish at Palace away. Which, you know, they're not gimmies, but they're not bad games. I know Leicester's, Leicester's a little bit harder, but they, they are at home. Sheffield United, Everton at home, who are dreadful, <laughs> And Southampton away on the final day of the season. Nothing much to play for. Now, my, my issue and my worry, I'm kind of taking Sheffield United out of it because I don't think they win out. I don't think they win out. I think they might drop a point yeah. uh, or drop points. I think they might draw, win and draw. My worry and my danger looking at these fixtures, and I've looked at them in detail, is Arsenal. Yeah. Now, Arsenal, I think, could be the ones... And, and sixth or seventh. Sixth or seventh is fine. I know seventh, he might have to play a qualifier or two, whatever. Arsenal are the ones that worry me the most. Um, Spurs, of course, because Spurs have got easy games. But but Arsenal are the ones because they've got Villa away. Now, Villa are fighting for their lives. So you've got a bit of a hope there. Villa away, then they finish with Watford at home, who could be fighting for their lives on the last day of the season. I think that they'll be safe on the last day of the season. So it goes down to Arsenal have to win out. So they have to win those two games for a start. And then Wolves have got a three three better goals in goal difference they they've they've got plus 11 arsenal have got plus 8 so what what i'm saying to you joe is that i think that that palace game on monday night is huge not just because one for me they've got to win the game they have to win the game yeah. but two they want to score some goals 
I don't know. I, I'm hoping and hope that the Villa game is tight. If they win, then maybe it's just by the odd goal. And if they can score two or let's say even three Wolves, then they have got to. Then that would be that would be absolutely huge because you could have a situation on the last day of the season where Wolves get beat by Chelsea, which they could do. They could they could get beat by Chelsea, and then Arsenal at Watford, and it could go down to goal difference. So that's a crucial crucial game, not only for the chances of winning on Monday night, but also trying to trying to to, to widen that gap in, in in the goal difference stakes. Yeah, it, it, it I've just spoken hard. for a very long time now. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, you have, um, but I, <laughs> I, I took it all in. Um, I think Wolves beat Palace so I'm just kind of predicting how it goes so I think Wolves beat Palace yeah um, and just give themselves hopefully then the way I'm thinking it the, the Chelsea result obviously you want to get something but it wouldn't be absolutely crucial to get something so I think Wolves will beat Palace I mean if they get four I, points it's, it's guaranteed yeah. if they get four points no problem I'm talking about yeah beat Palace and then and then, and then you know I think Tottenham will lose to Leicester do you at home yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I think Leicester have got the bit between the teeth again. I don't, I don't know why. Um, okay. But I just think. Well, that would be great. I mean, that would be great. Yeah, that, yeah. That would be them. Them get that. That would be them. You know, in trouble. But then I at think, the same. Go on. I think Sheffield will beat uh, Everton. Yeah. I, I think there's every chance they lose at Southampton. Yeah. Um, you look at Southampton's form I know they've got nothing to play for but they have pulled out some right results recently mm-hmm. and they're playing some good stuff mm-hmm. um, Ings is scoring every week he's on 20 yeah. goals for the season yeah there, it's a difficult so. game for them for sure yeah I, and he'll want the golden boot as well exactly so, yeah. so that that's not a gimme no. um, Arsenal I think will win both the, those games yes. Um, yes but it's just how much of a how much of a goal difference swing that they can get so Wolves, if Wolves can win, if Wolves can replicate that Everton result from last weekend against Palace, a team with nothing to play for, with injury troubles, I'm pretty sure Van Arnold's out now. Um, yeah. You see, it's landing yes. really awkwardly on, yeah, on really his shoulder bad, yeah. last night. Um, so that means Riederald is probably going to play at left back. And if you've seen him play before, he's not the most convincing. I don't think he's a left back by trade. He's just kind of a square peg in a mm. round hole. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, they. I mean, you'd rather be you'd rather be in Wolves' position. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm not being negative, Nancy. I'm just giving you the the, the permutations. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd rather be in Wolves' position for sure, oh, for course. sure. Um, but at the same time, you know, they've got to they have to win. They have to beat Palace, don't they? That's for certain. Yeah, yeah. If they don't beat Palace, then it's yeah. Then I then I you think, start to get worried. I if they don't beat Palace, I I think they don't finish in the top seven. It's no, that I big. Agree. I agree, um, I agree. It, it is it is absolutely must win. I mean, we, we talk about must win, and sometimes you hear must win, and it's like, oh, well, is it really? Yeah, now this is, it is now. must win. I mean, it's absolutely nailed on. You've got to win this game. Yeah, and, and I think they will. Um, the one thing that um, that I guess is the ticking time bomb, and I, 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 I've used time bomb um, because I saw that picture of Raul's. Um, uh, of Raul's oh, better half. The, Did you see the, that? See the bomb the, on the um, with it lighting the bomb on on the old um, on I the mean, old that belly. Is, that's not the first time that they've painted on a belly. I mean, I, if on that Instagram account, I think it's just various stuff being painted. I mean, is it on Daniela's uh, Daniel's stomach? Is it Raul painting on the belly? Is no, it, they're getting someone in, aren't they? I hope they're, they're getting someone in to, to to paint on her belly. 
Well, does, she, of, she, she's a TV presenter, isn't she? Is she back, is she make, is she back at uh, home? Or some sort of actress or something okay. like that. Oh, okay, okay. I okay. think she's a... I think she's a tele a telenovela actress, which is a, a you know is that like a Spanish... days of our lives EastEnders kind of like yeah, a like Spanish word for soaps, isn't it? Okay, yeah, oh, decent, decent. I think I think but... she's in all that, but 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 yeah, she's, Ra- anyway, yeah, <laughs> she's about to she's about to give birth. Basically, yes, is yeah. the situation that we're alluding to, <laughs> and um, and look, you know, wolves may have to do without. I mean, you asked the question, Nuno, in his pre-match press conference. Uh, before the Burnley game, is, is that you know you've spoken to spoken to Raúl? Have you had a conversation? And Nuno didn't give too much away. He says yes, we've had the conversation, and we wish him well. And of course, you know the most important thing, of course, is the health of the baby and the health of you know Daniela and 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 the family situation that always comes first. But just from a purely footballing perspective, Wolves may and they might not, and hopefully not, but they may have to do without Raúl for one of these two games. Yeah, it, it's very difficult to, to fathom, to be honest. I mean, he, he displayed his, his importance in spades against Burnley. I mean, he's not looked that lively, to be fair. No. When you, since the restart, but he's still scored four goals. Still, score, still scores goals for fun. You know, yeah, even before the restart, that Spurs game, yeah, you don't never saw yeah. him, but that's that's the mark of an amazing striker when you are not in the game and then one chance, bam, goal, and that's you can't have a good game all the time, and especially when you're up top, you know, Pete, you know, you, you're not getting the ball a lot, or you know, it's all one touches. You don't, you're not really into the play, but as soon as you get a chance, he converts it, and then you've got other strikers in the league, and there's plenty of them who are bang average. You need four or five decent chances before they hit the back of the net. Raul, it's one chance, and that's why he's, you know, been touted amongst the best clubs in Europe, in Europe because that's what great strikers do. Exactly. I spoke to John Richards about him yesterday, and he summed it really up really nicely because he's matched John's record from 75, 76, so 17 goals in the top flights, best since then. And he just said he's a priceless commodity because you've got a player like that who will only get an half chance. I mean, that volley, is, as John said, he's got he's got no right <laughs> to, to, to score Correct. that. I mean, yeah. absolutely astonishing. It's such a great finish. Um but 17 goals in the league, 26 in all competitions. Um, and as you say, since perhaps late February, early March, hasn't really been standing out in games. You could probably say all he's done is score goals. Well, if, if that's all he does for the rest of his career, then happy days. Yeah. But um, yeah. hopefully it'll, it'll be at Wolves. Um, I think, though, we'll come on to this uh, a bit later, I think. But I think, um, you know... Him staying is, I think, more dependent on other than other players um, in terms of getting into that, that those European places. I think he's the one really that are uh, clinching that Europa spot. At, you know, now he's uh, he's crucial. Yeah, and uh, just to finish off the whole, um, you know, Jimenez situation. Well, if if he does miss a game, then you know they have got options there. We discussed before about, but you know, you can play Jota in that false nine. You can have Neto and and Adamo or Neto and and, and Pedence, you know, either side of him. So, so there are attacking options there. I mean, Campania wasn't even on the bench at Burnley, so you can you can throw him out the hat. But I think that it will be a mixture of those three out of those four. But you really want your talisman. You want your best player on the pitch, especially in a must-win game. And the way that the way that. You know procedures work these days, and and you know there's a lot of sports stars who, who who go to the birth, unless it's on the day of the game. 
you know, you think that probably he'll be fine. You know, even if she gives birth the day before, then then you know you can still be at the birth and still be ready to play on on on, on you know the next evening or whatever. It's kind of just it it is you know like you say it's when when the bomb goes off basically <laughs> you can, you have, you've got no no say in it. But hopefully, unless it's on that afternoon, you know, even morning you could probably get away with it. But on that afternoon or the evening going into the game, that's when you, you you're going to have to prepare differently. And, and, and Nuno will have situations and have everything. He'll he'll have it absolutely meticulously planned, if with Raúl and without Raúl. So so hopefully that doesn't happen. But there will be decisions to be made. You know, if 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 they have to, um, you know, if that eventuality happens. Yeah, it's a very small window. I mean, it is a possibility. Um, of course, but it, it is a very small window. So I mean, you know, if you if you're looking at purely from a selfish perspective from Wolves, it would be unlucky if he were to miss a game. I mean, I, I mean, maybe that's the wrong word because you obviously wish him well and you know wish wish the the baby well and everything a fantastic you know thing for, for for any you know for any couple becoming parents. But um, it would be unlucky for Wolves if he was to miss a game. It's it, as you say, it would have to be you know on the night. Of, of the game or you know a, a Monday night or Sunday afternoon um, even if it was you know Monday morning he could probably get away with it you know I mean if I mean of course you know there'd, there'd be a kind of a, a personal element in there as well but um, Raul doesn't seem like the type that you know, I mean we've seen how many games he's played already this season I mean he's played with a broken wrist for about 18 months so he's not the type that wants to miss games he barely had a pre-season either he's just relentless he just wants to play he just loves football he just wants to play as much as he can score as many goals as he can he doesn't want to pass up an opportunity you know to score a goal and add to his credibility and add to his kind of star power so uh, yeah it's it's a small window so hopefully it doesn't come to it uh, for Wolves' sake purely for a kind of a selfish uh, sake for Wolves's uh, point of view, but uh, yeah, he's he's massively important. I mean, you could play Jota perhaps as the central striker if he was missing, but no doubt about it, it wouldn't be the same. So we'll move on to the question that I put I put a poll out um, this morning, uh, and it, I think it's an important question and one that we need to discuss because um, if Wolves do what, well, I'll give you the question: Do Wolves need European football next season to keep their top stars? Now, two weeks ago, I feel like this would have been, yes, 23, 24%, no, 75 It's completely turned around now. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would be inclined to agree with the majority. They say that, um, yes, they need European football to keep the top stars 77% and no, 23%. You've, you've alluded to, to Raul there. I think there'll be a couple of others, you know, if Wolves did not get European football that would... I'm not saying would be guaranteed to leave, but would definitely be more. Um, yeah. Um, what, I'm trying to trying to get the word to describe it, but um, that that allow maybe their, their 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 thoughts to go to more of a realistic move than than probably they thought you know a few weeks ago, where we all thought that you know it was guaranteed European football almost. Um, the likes of I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to go, but the likes of Neves. Um, you know, Raul that we've said, Adama, you know, those type of players, they want to be playing European football. And, you know, it is it is difficult. It is difficult. It's, it's a difficult sell um, when your manager has only got one year left on his contract at this moment in time. So there's no guarantee on his future at this moment for, for you to, to say, yeah, I'm ready, I'm happy to, to be here. Now, I think most of them will be. 
but there may be the one or two who might be like, oh, I might have to have a look at this. And, and that's why the whole uh, qualification, whether it be, you know, for Europa is, is, is massive, I think, not just on, on next season and playing in, the, you know, in, in one, of, one of the elite European leagues, but, but also for, for keeping these players at least for one more season. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's huge. It's absolutely massive. There's, there's no way of kind of underselling it, understating it. it you know, the, the, the implications of it are, are, are hugely significant. I think... It's a short career, Joe. You know, it's a yeah, short career. Ra- and people Raul's, want to play. Ra- yeah, Raul's... Raul's the one. Yeah. Raul's the one. Um, I think, you know, if they don't get Europe, I think he's the one which could be... You know, very, very, not very likely, but perhaps that'd be a bit too, bit too strong. But I think he would be likely to leave. But someone um, would have to play big money for him. But I think that the teams would pay big money. I think they would, um, especially with FFP. You know, basically being thrown out the window now. Well, it is being thrown out the window, uh, yeah. at least for the short term, and, and just never even never matters anyway. If you look at the whole ridiculous Manchester City no. situation, so so um, yeah, team. You know, teams can splurge that kind of cash, and that's what cash it will take to. To, to take these take these players away, but if Raúl moves, like you know, we've said, with his age, he'll probably move sooner rather than later. Because once you're getting into 31, 32, you haven't got too many big moves with you, you know, to a top top club. He's obviously at the um, the top of his powers, the height of of you know. I mean, his stock's so so high at this moment in time, and he loves Wolves. He loves to be there, and I think he wants to be there next season, but. You're right. If the right move comes in and the right offer comes in, and they haven't got European football, then I think that he could be one to go. Uh, but if they do qualify, I think he'll stay. That, that's my that's my honest opinion. Yeah, so do I. I, I. I mean, naturally, I think if Wolves do qualify, there will still be suitors, but obviously they'd have a lot more bargaining power for him to stay. Correct. Correct. Um, and and it's you know I think either way there'll be people looking at Traore, there'll be people looking at Neves as well. They're the, they're the three, they're the three, aren't they? Obviously, Jota we've spoke about a lot of times. He's a fantastic player, um, still probably a bit too much of a confidence player for the top yeah. clubs to really be sniffing at the moment. Yeah. Um, which you know you could look at it on, on the other side of the coin, which is a you know plays into Wolves' favour because I think he's the he's likely to stay for another couple of years, probably, you know, two or three years. I mean, he could even, you know, just become a Wolves, you know, star for years to come. Sure. Um, I think Neves is, has looked so polished in the last he few months. He has been. I yeah. mean, he's made a late run for play of the season for me. Because yeah, it wasn't, he has. It wasn't, just, has. it wasn't just the restart. It was before lockdown when we yeah. started to find his, you know, he was, and it, and he was disappointing for the first half of the season, but the second half of the season, so from 19, 20 games in, he has been absolutely magnificent. Well, if it's the best player of 2020, of the, oh, it, it, sure, he is the best player of 2020. I mean, he had a shaky end to 2019, but 2020, answer, and he's been the best player. Uh, he's been the most consistent. He's been just he, his off the ball work has improved so much. It looks like he's got an extra yard. Um, he, he, he makes defensive blocks. I mean that what you saw that one from he, he, that block he made against Brownhill at, at Burnley. I mean that that is just a completely new side to his game. So he is a re- well rounded midfielder these days, and I think pe- people will be looking at him. I think he's more likely to stay. I think he'll have another year because he likes. Yeah. I think this team going forward. I mean, we've saw Moutinho play a little bit less recently. I think he still has a big part to play for Wolves, Moutinho, but I think 
in the next two years or so, I think this team will really be shaped around Neves. I mean, I, I know he, 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 he wasn't exactly a bit part player anyway, but I think it will he will be the focal point you know, going forward. He will be the, the talisman, the one who controls games, who dictates games. That's what we've seen anyway. That's what it seems to be pointing towards. Traore, I think we'll have people looking at him as well. I just think the shoulder would come up in a medical mm. and um, potentially you know, put suitors off. I, I think it's something he's done it four times this season now. Um, and from a selfish point of view for Wolves, from maybe a cynical point of view, that may actually help Wolves because I think clubs will look at that. He's done it four times. I think, you know, the, the talk about without surgery, it's about strengthening the joints. Well, look at the size of Adama. Can, can he really strengthen the joints yeah. anymore yeah. Uh, without surgery? So that may be that may actually cynically play into Wolsey's favour. I think Rowley's the one. They could have 20- surgery, though. They could have surgery, surgery, especially with Pedence doing so well. Yeah, you know, if they if they're going to be without trial, let's say let's get this operation done after the after Europa, get it done, get it strengthened. If it, you know, if if the medical rec, you know the medical professionals say, look, this is going to be ninety five percent sorted or ninety five percent stronger than what it is at this moment in time, but you are going to miss two three weeks at the start of the season to before you're building it up. I think I think with with Neto, with Pedent, with Jota, with Raúl, with with you know. Potentially or surely one one or two more additions, probably one more addition from a striking point of view. If yeah. Raul stays, you know, up top there, I think Wolves can probably allow that that to happen if that's the right course of action. Yeah, I think they can. I think they can. Um, and as, as silly as it sounds, but you've got like you know, if you're thinking you're perhaps losing a little bit of wing back cover with a Traore, I think that will be something that will be looked at as well in the summer. I think they'll. I mean, Matteson. We'll see how good he is, but I mean the the thinking I think is to kind of get him in, and perhaps challenge Doherty or kind of add cover for that for that right wing back slot. I mean he's very highly rated. I mean they, they might get somebody a bit more ready made, but um, I think there's the cover above for wing back and in those wide attack positions to allow Traoré to perhaps do that. But go, going back to Jimenez, yeah, he's 29. He's 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 at that age. Um, if he was to, if say, if Wolves didn't get Europe and then he was to leave, I don't think he could really begrudge me because he just what he's given Wolves for for these past two years, goals, everything. I mean, he would be a huge loss, and uh, you know, make no mistake, he'd be almost irreplaceable to be honest. Um, but yeah, hopefully, Wolves get Europe and we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, the one thing I would say, just going back to Traore as well, is the fact that yes. I think it would come up in medicals and everyone who will know about the, the shoulder. However, it hasn't really kept him out of games. You know, you look at, yeah, yeah, he's been on the bench or, you know, he's not been the same or he's, he's come off. But, you know, you look at him dislocating it, albeit, you know, he wasn't as good when he, when he did it in the first minute the other day. Um, and the, and, but, but, you know, he carried on into the second half. Whereas, you know, you know that multiple teams sign players with, with, with shocking injury records because they want to replicate what they can do at their very best. And these are players who, you know, they can, they've got a dodgy knee, they've done an ACL or, or, or you know, a back or an ankle. Or, and they'll, they'll still pay big money for, for players who have missed weeks and weeks of football multiple times. So the, the one thing I would say about Adama, um, and if it is just an operation away, is that is that he hasn't missed any time? He hasn't been out of the squad 
uh, for two or three or four weeks. You know, if this is if this has been happening, then he's out for a couple of games and he comes back in, and then and then he's eased back in, then he does it again. And I think that's different to to something which might just be solved with a with an operation. Yeah, it just depends how. De- uh, how There's always one pit. team that's high. That's like, well, okay, well, we might have to, we'll take the chance. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there is, but I, I just think. It, it is something to factor in. It, it may yeah. not put them yeah. off completely, yeah. but it'll be so, a bit of a doubt in the back of their mind and they may move on to other targets uh, and, because and, of that. And Wolves will be asking top dollar for both of these players. I mean, make no mistake, you know. Raul as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's fine if you want Raul and, and you'll, have a, you'll, you'll have our blessing if you want him and we haven't got European football, uh, but uh, you know, you're going to have to pay £75 million for him. You know, so that, that that's the kind of sixty seventy million pound minimum is what they're going to be looking for Raúl for sure. Yeah, it's going to be top dollar and and, and signing for it, thirty plus. Exactly, signing for thirty two. So he's got mm. to be you got to be edging towards a sixty million mark. I'd say at least, mm. perhaps, perhaps given everything that's happened, it could be a little bit cheaper, maybe t- more towards fifty five if you're lucky. Just can factor in in his age, but it, it's got it's got to it got to be top dollar. And now, mis- make no mistake, it'd be a huge sale. But you know, hopefully, as we say, it doesn't come to that. I'd be very disappointed if they sell him for fifty something. I, I really would. When he paid thirty two, I think I think you know when you pay thirty two million pound, you, you deserve twenty twenty easily twenty to five, 25, 30, 35 million pound at least doubling your money on a player that you've spent that kind of money from and, and he and he has done the business which very few players do these days you know go to what what they what, what they achieve and, and go and go then some so you know I think they can hold out for whatever they want uh, wolves to be honest and, and I, I don't blame them um, I, I would say that I still fancy I still think that, and we'll, we'll come on to it but I still think that wolves will finish in the Europa League so, so don't we're not we're just yes. putting we're just putting the eventualities there, yeah. and also we haven't you know I haven't crossed this bridge. If the worst comes to the worst, and they don't, then Wolves are still four games away from achieving Champions League football. Four wins away in the Europa League. You yeah. know, get through Olympiacos. You know, you've got a one-off quarter. You've got a one-off semi. Uh, why all everybody's rang us off against bloody Man United? I mean, you've got to win. You've got to get there first. But uh, you know, it's a one-off game. Yeah, they're playing some good football at the moment in time. But Wolves can bloody beat them in a one-off game. I, I don't care what you say. So, so they are four wins away from Champions League football. So we're looking at maybe being out of the Europa, Europa League in you know, a worst-case scenario. Best-case scenario, you're playing the likes of, you know, uh, your you, you Barcelona's and your Real Madrid's and everyone like that this season. So, you know, there's still plenty and plenty to play for. And, and I would say Wolves are in a fantastic position still. But we've got to discuss it. We've got to discuss every situation because, you know, that's what it is. Two games to go and, and there's still a long, long way. There's a lot of twists and turns left in this one. Roller coaster, absolute roller coaster, mate. Shall we uh, take some questions from the beautiful peeps, the beautiful wolves family, the beautiful faces, the Come beautiful on. faces, the beautiful people, the beautiful people. Uh, another one, Marilyn uh, Manson. It was the uh, SmackDown uh, theme song in 2002. Yeah, it was. I've, I've got that on my on my running uh, uh, WWE, WWE anthems. Uh, running anthems. Very, very lovely. Good. Yeah, Reggie, 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 Reggie says, "I'm still absolutely gutted about what happened on Wednesday." I know, mate. I know, I know, I know. I feel your pain. Um, the look on yours and Joe's face in the post-match analysis <laughs> summed up exactly how every Wolves fan felt. I, I, I must admit, I watched that did today. Uh, you watched it. You watched it a while ago, Joe. But both look absolutely devastated. Um, <laughs> after an end like that, how do you boys even pull yourselves together to even do the analysis? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you into the secret, Reggie. Um, I was. Um, 
I was swearing like a trooper um, sat in the stands um, um, and before the analysis because my, my laptop started crashing when I was editing the, the fans' videos. I've got some very good fans who send in videos uh, with their post-match thoughts. And it was freezing. And we haven't got a desk. Burnley put us in seats in the stands. So we both got our laptops on our knees. You're, Joe's trying to get a Zoom call and there's five or six people with Nuno listening in and, and there's, there's horrible that horrible high-pitched screen when there's too many laptops going on. So... I was just Cody leaving the pitch, still devastated, <laughs> and uh, and then I'm I'm sat there and I'm, I'm editing these things and my computer's crashed. I'm like, effing, 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 C bomb, shit, Joe's looking across. He's like, oh, better not, better not do the question soon. Um, so uh, so yes, yeah, so that was um, I was getting very frustrated, uh, and then I did it again. Um, and then it crashed again, and I'm like, I was almost, I was close, I was close to throwing the laptop, honestly, at that point, and it was cold. So we, we got a little bit longer than what we would normally do, I think, uh, before they kicked us out. So we, we got a cheeky video in, uh, not a lot of prep, and just, it was basically raw motion. Sometimes, Joe, those, yeah. those are the best ones because, you know, you don't really want a, a good 10, 11 minute analysis in a, in, a, in a game that everyone's being frustrated and, and annoyed and angry. You just want to kind of get those facts out in a, in a raw, raw form. Yeah, I had no clue what I was saying <laughs> because it was you're just, just doing, kind of you're so. Just in days, aren't you? Just like in yeah, the days. So incensed and just angry and kind of the mood had changed. I just didn't really know what I was saying, so I watched it back and it made some sort of coherent sense. But I so think you. that kind of. But yeah, I think that kind of adds to it, doesn't it? I think you know, as you say, if we would have been a ten-minute clear analysis of, uh, it, it, you know, it, that that was just how we felt. We were we were pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> we pretty much were. Uh, Gail Holford, uh, you did a poll the other day asking fans where you thought we'd finish in the league. What are yours and Joe's honest opinion on where we will finish? I think we'll get Europa. Um, sixth or seventh. Just take whichever one, really, I think, at the moment. Um, I don't think you can be too picky with it. Um, obviously, you'd want sixth because you don't, you don't want the qualifiers if you, if you can avoid them. Um, but, yeah... Fingers crossed six, but of course, happily take seven. But I think they will get you out, but I think they, I think they do. Gun to my head, uh, Gail, I think I think we'll finish seventh in the league and got to go through qualifiers. Qualifiers aren't as bad as what people think, though. Uh, well, no, they shouldn't be bad leg. at all. You know, it's one-off games uh, rather than two-legged, and and they do start a little bit later as well. So so it's not it's not the same situation as last season. Uh, but I do think they do. Look, if I was if you if I was to be offered now seventh today. I take it one hundred percent. I'm yeah. taking it, taking yeah, it. Don't be greedy. Seventh is great. Okay, so they might have a few extra games, but they'll have a, they'll have a bigger squad next season. You know, the one-off games. And look, it's European football. Who cares? I'm not. I'm, beggars can't be choosers. I'm, I'm more than happy. People give their right arm to to be covering and going to Europe. You know, if it's a one-off game rather than a two, then that's fine. More games are better for us, to be honest. So um, yeah, I think seventh. If you um, I think Spurs might next sixth, um, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say seventh. Well, that's it. They just take the place of the friendlies again, wouldn't they? You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You just you don't play any proper friendlies and just get in, have them in place. Uh, I, I don't think it'd be too um, damaging, really, no. in the grand scheme of things. Darren May says uh, last two games are going to be a roller coaster of emotions. Yes, they are, Darren. Can you imagine the first game back at Molyneux? We will all be wearing masks. If so, uh, what problem will that cause when we score and have limbs and masks flying with the? Emotion. I mean, we all hope that fans are back next season, Joe. I'm not too sure whether they will be to start the season. No. And if they do, it will be a very much a phased return. It's not going to go from nothing to everything. I think no. there will be tests. There will be 
there will be um, there will be limited capacity, if any. And when they do do that, I think that I don't think, from my point of view, I think that if they're going to allow fans back into the stadium, however many that will be, it won't be with masks. They'll have to be comfortable enough to have without masks, if that makes sense. What do you think, or do you think it will be masks? Uh, well, for the partial thing, I think they will kind of have a mask okay. upon en- upon entry at least anyway just as kind of a, a kind of a courtesy thing because maybe mm. going through turnstiles it would be a bit more cramped yeah. than it would be while you're actually in the stand so I think they'd probably say to bring a mask um, and then if you're actually like distancing while you're in your seat then maybe mm. you can kind of mm. uh, there's a bit more leeway but yeah, it's going to be phased, isn't it? I think uh, it's it's not going to go from from nothing to everything. So uh, we'll see how that pans out. But for now, yeah, we're just going to make do with this behind closed doors for a bit longer. Links Wolf, given the amount of games we've played over the last three seasons, is not qualifying for Europe really that bad? I don't think it will impact on our approach to transfers and may actually give us the ability to make a concerted effort in a domestic cup. I really want Europe again. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. I think I think it yeah. is that important. I think I think it will impact uh, the approach on transfers because you know not just one way but the other way as well. But, yeah. You know when you want to attract the best players to come for Wolves and and, and you know there's a lot of positions that need to strengthen in the summer. Well, I say a lot, not too many, but they want to. If you want to get top quality players, you you're only going to get them. You know if the, if you're playing European football, you, it's, it's a harder sell um, if you're just playing domestic competitions. And especially if you're attracting players from the continent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know the Premier League is a, is a big pull, but you look at Powdens coming in. He was playing Champions League at the start of the season, but you've managed to entice him to swap the Greek League and Champions League for the Premier League and Europa League. Had you just been in the Premier League, would you have been able to pull off that deal? I know Wolves are a pull and Nuno are a pull and the Portuguese flavour, yes. But... The Europa League was obviously a big factor, I think, in sealing that deal. You know, we're in the knockout stages. You know, you can play a part in that and things like that. that Obviously, the registration carried over so that they can play Pedence in Europa. So, yeah, I think if you're in the Europa League, certainly, certainly helps not just keeping hold of your players, but attracting players of proper talent as well because Wolves don't just want to sign anybody you know they've got a, a small squad for a reason and anybody that's coming into it has got to offer something unique and uh, and, and they've got to offer quality so if you're in Europe you've got a much better you know chance of attracting those players that they know want Paul Mansell says he sent one to you Joe have you got, have you got Paul's there? Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's just said, what do you make with Nuno um, playing with Jota and Powdance really narrow against Burnley? Is this a solution to the number 10 conundrum? Uh, play two forwards and ask the wing-backs to provide the width. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, almost to me, at times, looked like it was Powdance playing behind Jota and Jimenez. Yes. Um, more, I, I, I think, you know... Powdance did drift wide from time to time, but it did seem like he was playing more of as a number 10 in behind the front two. Um, I think Powdance could be the one to bridge that gap. I think Pedro Neto is about, he's capable of playing that role as well, as we saw at Southampton. Um, Finagre did all right as the wing-back. Uh, Traore did, yeah, did, did well. Fine, as, did fine, yeah. Did well someone as, hasn't played a lot of football, you know, you can't, yeah. you're not, you're not going to be waxing lyrical and have a stunning game, but I think he was absolutely fine, to be honest. Yeah, he was solid enough. Um, so I, I think that is another thing that Wolves can... Uh, can make use of um, whether they would get a proper kind of number 10 attack minded midfielder 
um, to kind of do that in the future. I mean, it might not be the the be- best comparison to make, but kind of a not uh, like a Frank Lampard type of player. You know, that, I think they're in pretty short supply these days. But you know, just somebody who will ma- make those like gut busting runs into the box, can pop one in from twenty yards, um, and will get goals consistently. Uh, from that attacking midfield position. So I think that could be something that they look at in the summer for next season. And that system, to make the best of that, I think there is something in that, to be fair. I tell you what, for a little lad, and that Pudence is, he has got, and was blocked two or three times, but he has got a shot on him from distance. There was a yeah. lot of power behind that. I mean, I, there's a couple, I was like, you know, sometimes you, you, you look at something and you think, okay, well, they're not going to be that powerful when it comes to, I mean, he was shooting from 25 yards out and it was smashing the cover off the ball so one of them one of them get through I tell you what he, he's not He's not shy he's not have you seen his quads his quads are huge oh I love a quad mate I love a quad <laughs> a, big, a, big, a big quad um, yeah he's a uh, no he's a uh, he's a good player I'll just quickly answer from uh, uh, Mystic Kev Kev G Wolf uh, sent oh, one to me Kev. as well um, do you think VAR has failed in its first season uh, yes um <laughs> Uh, the the biggest annoyance is that they don't look at the monitors. I mean, I've, I watch, I've, I've got the La Liga channel at the moment, and I watch a fair bit of Spanish football. And if there if there's a consensus decision, they go and look at it. It's not without fault. It's not completely faultless. Um, but at least the referee scrutinising his own decisions and realising the error of his own ways or backing up the his point that he thinks he made the right call. Which, by the way, Mike Dean, Mike Dean going to go and see his own decision. He's sticking with it though on against well, Burnley. Well, yeah, but but at least it's kind. I know of, what you mean. I know what you so mean. I think there's just more common sense to that, and it'd be a little bit easier to take. I, I think you know some of these referees may, you know, may find it a bit of a I don't know a blow to their egos or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, yeah, the, the rest of Europe has done it. Why hasn't Why hasn't the Premier League? I, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Dave says, um, question, would Wolves finishing seventh and having to go into the Europa second qualifying round with very little time off be seen as a poor season? Um, I, I, no, no, I don't think it would. I think no it would be, I think it'd be a fantastic season to, with, with that squad, with the amount of players they've used, to be, to be into, the, um, into the latter stage of, of the Europa League um, and to finish seventh and, and to play that amount of games. Not even... Count, Taking into account, I put a tweet out the other day that, you know, I think last Sunday, it was a year ago since we flew out to Shanghai to to start the season. You know, playing a year later and you can finish seventh in the league, potentially. Um, Sixth you could finish um, and uh, and still be in a European competition. I think it would be an unbelievable achievement for for the majority of sides who who are basically just playing domestic competitions and, and a lot of them... I've been out the Carabao early on and, and out the FA Cup after a couple of games to to be to be way ahead of what they've done and be playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday and have this COVID break and then come back and go win, win, win. Oh, I think it's an amazing achievement, Dave. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, I said at the start of the season that I think um, that our that Europa League um, knockouts and. Um, top ten would have been a would have been a successful season. And I, I think it would have been considering you know how new the Europa League was. It was an unknown quantity. How would Wolves cope with it? 
and um, and with a small squad that they've got, I mean they they've used they've used twenty players in the Premier League, and Cutrone, Bennett, and Vallejo have gone uh, of those three. So, so um, you know, seventeen players really that they've used. So it's it, it's incredible, and finishing seventh and getting that qualifying round again would be would be a, a fantastic season, mate. No doubt. Dave Rawlings uh, says, not sure if you discuss other teams, but would we rather Albion go up or Villa go down? Uh, well, Albion are coming up and Villa are going down, aren't they? Pretty, uh, well, Albion, it's not... It's Big not, game for them tonight against Huddersfield. I think if they beat that, then, then they're up. I think they will win. Actually, I do expect them to go up. They've, they've crawled over the line. And I think they're in a they're in a world of trouble next season if they don't strengthen. And if you do, you know, Villa, Villa and Fulham are, are, are the are the, uh, are the are the models which you don't want to follow because uh, yeah, that that result for Villa last night at Everton um, was a bit of a signal for them. I can't see them getting out of it. Saying that, I'll be I'll be rooting for Villa against Arsenal. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Don't 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 worry about that because uh, that 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 for me is the is the key game um, now going into. I mean, we did this podcast on Friday rather than Thursday because we wanted to kind of absorb the Leicester result and Sheffield United, which I think now you know I, I do fancy that that Sheffield would be out of the Arsenal, Sheffield and Spurs. They'll be the ones who I'm least worried about. Arsenal now that game against against uh, against Villa is crucial for me for Wolves going forward. Yeah, I, to, to answer the question, Albion, I think I would like to come up just because it's been so many years since we've had a derby. And of course, the last derby wasn't the was, wasn't the best one for Wolves. I mean, as, so I want to get come up and over the baggies for that. I mean, um, I'd rather them both stay I'd rather them stay up as well, Joe, to be honest. I mean, you know, you get baggies up, you, you, you have Villa stayed up, you know, you, you start you starting the season with plus 12. <laughs> yeah. Um, in all honesty, I'm not that bothered either way with Villa. Um, I think they've recu- recruited so poorly, and um, I feel a bit sorry for Dean Smith. But um, yeah, they've recruited so poorly, and if they go down, they they, they deserve to go down. I think if they were to stay up, um, whoever would be going down in their place would feel uh, very hard done by. Sean Smith, please can you ask Joe to ask Nuno why he doesn't start a dammer more often, please? Uh, I reckon you could sell tickets to that presser. Uh, I mean, he just he just started Dama quite a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think he you know only took him out. Well, I mean, he, he didn't for some of the away games, but but um, he only took him out when he was when, when he did that shoulder in. So he's back on the bench. But you know, he started at right wing back the other night. And you can't ask more than that, can you? Really, if you're not playing up top, you know, he's played since the restart. He's played up front with Raúl. He's played on the right hand side. He's played at right wing back. So you know, he's giving him plenty of opportunity. Yeah, I'm not asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Joe. So, Andy Elphick, yeah. uh, five subs next season. Our back three will, will will not last a whole season without being changed when the opposition could bring on fresh legs up front three times in a game. How do you see tactics, play, recruitment changing to manage, take advantage of this rule over a whole season? I think, I think and, unless I'm mistaken, the the world governing body have given each league the option of implementing five subs next season or not. Yes. I don't think the Premier League have made a decision on that. I really hope that they go back to three, and I think that the, I think they should go back to three. But if they if they do go to five, then you know they're going to have to adapt to all this because we all know Nuno doesn't like to use more than three substitutes in a game. He doesn't like to use more than one or two. Um, but but there may be a, a new way of thinking. I just hope they go back to three. 
I think they will go back to three. I don't see any points. And these drinks breaks have been pretty pointless as well because at Burnley, it was absolutely freezing. So, uh, yeah, I've, it, I could see why they did it for, after such a long break, but I, personally, I don't think there's any point having it next season. Um, three subs is fine. And, uh, yeah, go back to that. Matt Kirby, as frustrating as the penalty decision was on Wednesday, we allow this to happen by not scoring enough. Should have concerned... Concern uh, uh, should have uh, I think it makes, should have converted minutes before. Too many draws this season has cost us more points than poor VAR decisions. Yeah, the, there is a point to be made about the goals as a whole because you look at uh, Man United who are just above oh, walls in the table. Obviously, they've got three players in uh, Greenwood, um, Rashford, and Martial who are comfortably in double figures. Um, you look at Wolves, obviously Jimenez is the runaway leading scorer. you got Jota on about, I think it's 16 now in all comps. But then after that, I think it's about six for Traore. So really, you'd want a third player really in that in that double figures or at least approaching them on about eight or nine. Um, Wolves haven't quite got that yet. Should be and Jota, shouldn't it? Well, Jota's on 16. Oh, so sorry, okay. Yeah, Jimenez, sorry. Jota, but then there's... There's nobody really then. It's quite a big drop-off after that. I think Dendonka's got a few. I think he's got six across all comps. I think Adama has as well, but that, that's it then. Yeah. Uh, Doherty's got a fair few as well. But um, you want a third attacker uh, or an attack-minded midfielder uh, to be to be getting into double figures. So I think that will be something that will be looked at, I think, in the summer. When Edwards, do you feel Wolves were a bit too defensive in the last 10 minutes of games recently? We never look, like, we never look as good sitting back. Surely going forward is Wolves' best line of defence with the players we have. Yes, Wayne? Yeah, definitely. I, I, it's always you know, easier to say with the benefit of hindsight, but taking Jimenez off, I, I just don't, I didn't think it was quite the right call on, on Wednesday. Yes, he was tired, but he's, he's, he's the outlet, he's the focal point. And would a few minutes really made all the much difference really in terms of his recovery I think it was just worth keeping him on just so that there was somebody to aim for um, even if you're just pumping the ball up the pitch uh, just to try and get him to hold it up because at the end it was only Neto and Traore on the pitch even Jota had gone off Powdance had gone off as well so Wolves didn't really have a target man um, somebody to hold the ball up in those final few minutes and, and they got penned in and ended up conceding as a result so yeah, um, they have been a little bit negative in the in those last two away games. Um, you know, Dean's decision was poor; it shouldn't have been a penalty. But at the same time, the, the, the blame doesn't lie, you know, solely on his shoulders, really. Yeah, just reading some of these questions, I know we've answered. I think a lot of people have, have asked similar questions. So, so the likes of Dave and Tom and, and a few others, you've obviously had this these questions kind of answered by by, by another another fan. As Zafford says, Tom Martin. For Wolves to improve, I think there needs to be some big and difficult changes. Bottom line, Saïs and Cody aren't Champions League players. Much as I love Cody, a real leader of men, as a football, he's not in the Neves, Bolly, Jimenez class. Do we need to move on from Connor Cody? No. No. I think that's unfair. Um, I think, you know, obviously Neves, I think you would perhaps put in another class, but Nevers is a fantastic footballer. You're not going to get them easily. And Cody, I think sometimes, you know, gets gets a, a bad rap, um, you know, from from a few people. I mean, he wasn't incredible against Burnley, but he just 
if you go to these games, I mean, obviously, um, supporters haven't been able to go, but you hear every single thing he says. He's the true leader of that team. He puts everybody in position. He's the encourager. Adama, well done. You know, Diogo, well done. Come on, and he's the encourager. He's the positive, motivating figure, and he's a good footballer. He's not just a good captain. There's not many defenders um, with Cody's passing range, if any. You look at some of the players that have played for England over the past few years, um, Tyran Mings, Michael Keane, people like that. Cody has been hard done by not to have a share with England, really. I mean, they got they, got, they played three at the back and got to the bloody you know, semi-finals yeah. um, at the World Cup and then bloody changed it to a, to a, to a two-centre-half. So, I mean, he's been so unlucky and sometimes I think... It's just kind of because he's um, because he's English and he's been at the club for a lot of years, uh, you know, before the glory days of Falson. Perhaps sometimes, you know, if if he was Portuguese or if he was um, or he'd Spanish, been signed for fifteen million or from a, or he'd be you know, from a exactly. Club like or I think people would have a different view of him of, of his actual quality. Yeah. Um, so I think that's an unfair comment, really. I, I think. Cody has as his part to play. I think naturally you'd want to try and strengthen that defence and offer offer more competition. For sure, you, you, I, think, um, you need, I think you need it. You need to you need to sign a, a top quality centre yeah. back. I think that's that's absolutely essential. But, but that's not but, to say that Connor Cody is going to be the one um, who, um, who who might make way. But you, at the same time, you still want competition for places in that back three for sure. Exactly. You 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 I'm not against signing a top class centre half. Do that all day long and then sign them and see. How, how the current crop step up their game? Um, it's, it's it's competition. It's the name of the game. And um, but yeah, it, I wouldn't say that Cody's surplus to to, to what Wolves want to achieve. Yeah, uh, not at all. I, I think he's I think he's integral to what Wolves want to achieve. To be honest, and uh, yeah. you know he's he's the backbone. He's he's, he's you know he is he is the club basically at the moment. It's Mr. Time, Wolves. You know? he's, he's, he's the, he's, he gives he's he gives Wolves. this Wolves. He gives the club an identity. Um, and you know he was there in the dark days. You know, you look at how darkness cometh like. You know, it was, it was pretty bad, pretty bad yeah. a few years ago now. And uh, you know, I still always remember. I will always remember when we were um, in Ireland covering the game and uh, under Kenny Jacket before Foson, just before the Foson takeover, and they played um, they played the game out there. And he basically it was basically it was a farcical situation, but it was basically a training camp with one game. Uh, they played the game and uh, he basically, it was basically a bunch of kids. All the first teamers didn't play. They were either on the bench or sat from the stands. And he captained, uh, being one of the, the first team squad, I guess, captained a bunch of, of kids who I think 95% of them won't be at the club anymore. So uh, from from that situation to see to see the the change and, and, and just the progression in, in the person and the football that is Connor Cody, I think um, is... I think it gives a lot of hope to uh, not only the not only the players at the club, but the city and just just people as a whole, you know, and, and something to look up to that you can be written off in your career, you can be written off by people, but you keep on going and look what you can achieve. Yeah, definitely. Well said. Uh, right. Okay. Um, we've got a game Monday night. We've got a free weekend, Joe. We've got a free no. weekend, baby. Party oh. time. Party. Oh. Party time. I must say before we go and pre- pre- uh, preview Palace, I'm very looking forward looking forward to to my first cricket game of the season. I've been told to bring my own lunch um, and to bring ha- we've got hand sanitizer every five overs we've got to we've got to use. So if I'm bowling, I mean good luck to the batsman because I haven't got a clue where the ball's going to go. I haven't bowled for a year, 
Um, and then um, if I've got hand sanitizer and that's slipping out, I mean, get ready for some beamers, baby. Uh, where are we where are we meeting? Let's have a look where we're we meeting. I just got a message today. Let's have a look. We are meeting. Where's this, John? We are playing. Anyone wants to come down and watch, then then please come and heckle. Uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. We're meeting. Um, where's Blakemore's Cricket Club? Blakemore's? Where's mm. that, Joe? You know, where, do you know where Blakemore is? No. Where Not off the top, top of my head. No. Cricket Club. I'll tell you where it is. It is... Um, mm, don't know. Oh, Kennel, Kennelworth? Kennelworth. Okay, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Kennelworth Castle. Oh, okay. Is that nice? Uh, went there on a school trip once. Oh, you did? Yeah. So what, last year? Where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, eighteen months ago. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it was quite nice, actually. To be fair, I'm quite excited about that. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, got that going. Um, I am in the doghouse, though. Alana has gone to uh, gone to Wales, so it's me, me at home for the weekend uh, with the pups, um, two who are sleeping here. Um, they've started sleeping after the first five minutes of this podcast uh, because. I did have to approach. I'm going away, Joe. I'm going away. I'm going away to Switzerland of all places, and I am getting a rental car for anyone who's asking. After uh, after Palace, I'm going away for a few nights, uh, a little bit of a walking walking holiday. Back back on the. <laughs> I hope my flight's not cancelled. Back on Sunday morning of Chelsea, um, we'll get back at eight a.m. So I'm leaving Tuesday morning first thing. Get back Sunday morning at eight a.m. and then uh, depending on a. Uh, the situation, I'll be doing a watch along or I might be at Stamford Bridge. We shall see for, for that big one there. Um, but of course, we fly Tuesday morning. The game's at 8.15, Palace on Monday night. Joe's so not going to be leaving until well after midnight. We're going to be getting home at 1 or 2. We've got to be up at 6 the next morning. We've got to have a podcast, Joe. We've got to have a podcast before the last game of the season. But how are we going to do that? So uh, I kind of approached with Alana the, the fact that um, someone might be taking a bit of extra hand luggage with me on holiday. Little, uh, little microphone, bit of a headphones, maybe a laptop or two. Oh God! <laughs> it hasn't gone down great. I'll be honest. Mm. Judging by the fact that when I was doing my London Ma- London marathon, um, Disney marathon, and I was I was laid on the bed doing a podcast while she was on the other bed, and and, and yeah, the bed didn't the bed didn't the bed didn't combine for the rest of the trip. To be honest, she was she was quite perturbed. So um. It's going to cost me a pretty penny, especially looking at the uh, the spa treatments in the hotel that we're staying at uh, near Zurich. Um, I think I think the podcast doing it on Wednesday or Thursday is going to cost me about a two hundred and fifty euro massage. Absolutely worth it. Oh, it's worth every penny. Worth every bloody penny. I'm not not doing a podcast on the lab before the last bloody game of the season, so you can suck it. <laughs> I can say so that now she's not here, you know what I mean? So it's fine. I'm a big, big man while she's out in Wales doing uh, some uh, different activities. So, yeah, all good, mate. Uh, right, Palace, 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 Palace. Uh, it's Wolves, it's Crystal Palace. For me, it's must win if they want to get into European football. I think they're going to win the game. Joe, um, Palace have got to have got to get out get out the rock pretty quickly. But then again, do they? Because they're on the beach. Do they want to preserve? They don't want to pick up any injuries for next season. I'll be happy if they turn up and, and, and fold. And like I said, and we said earlier on in the podcast, um, not only do they need to win, but for me, they need to win well. Yeah, um, 2-0, I think, Wolves. Um, yeah, they, I'm just looking at the Palace team and... 
They've got a decent front three of Ayu, Townsend, and Zahar. I mean, Zahar is obviously the danger man, as he breaking always news, is. Joe, breaking news, by the way. So just uh, oh, to stop you in your tracks when we've talked about fans and, and potential getting back into games. Government announces spectators could be allowed back into stadiums from October, subject to successful trial events. So, you know, mm. if we're looking at if we're looking at the the season starting on September the 12th, we believe that's the weekend that the Premier season is probably going to start. And Wolves may or may not start with, with, with Manchester United and, and, um, and Man City all playing in European competitions after the season. Uh, may start a week or maybe two weeks after the season starts. We don't know that yet, but I think there may be a conversation to be had. Look, we could be seeing fans back, you know, maybe the second or third home game of the season, which would be fantastic. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. I mean, let, let's not um, hang our hats onto it, but no, just yeah, nice. I'd like that. I would, uh, right. Anyway, I'd enjoy so yeah, that. yeah, it'd be lovely. Right. So go back onto uh, onto Palace. Sorry, um, you know, you say two nil, and and I hope I hope it is two nil. But what I do hope is if Wolves do get themselves into a winning position. That they continue to go for the jugular because I think that's what they need yes. to do. If that game is two nil after fifty five minutes and the and the um, the the pace of the game is very much a pre season pace and people are going through the motions, I would if I was you know I would go for the jugular. Right, it's not it's not just two nil. We want to go. We want to try and score three or four here because we don't know how many we're going to need. Yeah, exactly. And Nuna was a bit. Annoyed after the Everton win. I mean, obviously he's he's, he's all, always um, striving for more. But I mean, Adar maybe start. Annoyed about that damage chance, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he said you won't get an easier chance than that. He was a bit annoyed with Jota's initial miss before his goal. So mm-hmm. I mean, it could have easily been five or six against Everton. So hopefully Wolves are in that position. They have a they have a comfortable lead come come the error mark or something like that. And yeah, I think the Anus will really be on turning the screw and. Uh, because that goal difference, is, as, as we say, could prove uh, crucial. Team-wise, Joe, what, what do you think we're going to see? Oh, good question. <laughs> it's it's, I think jo- uh, it's very, I think, I think, very difficult I think we'll see Johnny and Doc back in, um, if, if I was yes, to, I to do, hazard yeah. a guess. Um, I think we might see Donk uh, from the start. Um, and then the front three, I'm not too sure. I think we'll see Jota, I think we'll see Raul, fingers crossed. And then I think it'd be Warner, Pedence and Traore for me. I think Pedence could drop to the bench. Okay. Just got a, got got a feeling. I I feel like a Traore on the right wing, especially if Van Arnold's injured, Riedervald's coming in at left back. I mean, that is your worst nightmare, isn't it? You're mm-hmm. not playing regularly. You're coming in at left back. You've got to mark a mark of Traore. Um, yeah, so I think probably a three-four-three. Um, I mean, Palace do play a midfield three, but I think Dendonka would have the legs to kind of get about it a bit more. Um, Matinho did look a bit sharper against um, his delivery uh, was a lot better. Burnley. Delivery was a lot better, but he's still not, you know, kind of influencing games as you perhaps like. So um, I think Matinho would probably be better set up for Chelsea, you know, against against players with kind of more technical flair, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. he could match up to that a bit more better. Palace have got more of a physical midfield, a leggy midfield, and uh, yeah, De Donker come into that. Doherty and Johnny coming at, at, at wing backs. I think, I think there's every chance that Powerdance I think drops to the bench for this one. So Joe, you're going two 0 I'm going to say Wolverhampton Wanderers three, Crystal Palace nil. 
Nice. I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be delighted at that. But look, you know, uh, Villa and Arsenal play earlier on. I think they play on Sunday as well. So you never know. If results go their way, Wolves could Wolves could need to beat Palace, just beat them to guarantee seventh. So, you know, it's exactly. all to play for, yeah. mate. It's all to play for. Looking forward to it. Um, I will speak to you. Well, I'll see you on Monday night. I'll see the peeps on Monday yeah. night. Uh, as we'll be doing some, some video footage, etc. Um, uh, against Palace. And then I will be on the um, on the blower to you from uh, from Switzerland, mate. <laughs> this time next week. Can't wait. I can't wait. Alana can. Mm. Uh, from me, from Joe, have a great weekend. Get the barbecues out. We'll see you Monday night from Molyneux. Take care. Bye-bye.